This is the Dancepreneuring Studio Podcast, session number 103. Seven Myths About Mindset. Hi there, and welcome to session number 103 of the Dancepreneuring Studio. I'm so happy you're here with me today. I'm Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the joy and the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world, the transformation I've experienced, the lessons I've learned business-wise, dance-wise, and bringing on these wonderful artists that I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. I'm excited about this new year. I've said that on my previous session on the interview that I shared with Danny Batamana last week, which was very enjoyable to do. And I'm really excited about 2017. There's so much possibility. So anyway, let's get on with what's coming up in the session. In our Step to Success segment, Top Secret. In our Dancer's Dialect segment, Let's Get Lively. In our Freestyle Flow segment, Pokemon, Trinkets, and Other Collectibles. And coming up in our feature presentation, Seven Myths About Mindset. Hi, this is Angela Gendel, CEO and founder of Movete and former dancer with the Royal Ballet Company in London. And you are listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and your business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. So with the new year, there's always that initial excitement and surge for accomplishing goals and dreams and resolutions and that kind of thing. Of course, I am all about that. I am excited for that. Whether it's new year or not, I'm excited about new goals, achieving new things, going to different pinnacles catapulting to new levels in different areas. I am definitely excited about all that. However, what I found helpful for me in the last couple years, and it's a lesson that I've learned is that just because you share your goals with the world and post it all over social media and tell everyone that you come in contact with, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen, nor does it mean that you will do what it takes to achieve those goals. And now I'm just talking from my own personal experience, because what I was taught is that you do that so that you're on the hook for achieving them, and you will work that much harder to save face and not be embarrassed. In my struggles of rediscovering my my identity and that kind of thing, which of course, we're all still working on, it has not been the best thing for me to try to get approval from others and to do things because I want to impress somebody with my goals or whatever it is. And if anything, it's a real, <laughs> it's an emotional weight on my shoulders to try to fit into someone else's definition of what goal achieving is for me so that it matches what they think of me. And so I would say, share your goals with those that have your best interest, who can give you different perspectives, who have also achieved things and who are also in the process of achieving things. It is very easy to get advice from people that aren't doing anything. They are very... Um, they are very anxious to give you advice on things that they haven't done. So I would say, and I'm saying, you will find it highly beneficial to 
consult with those that have your best interests, that can challenge you, have different perspectives, and are also on the road to achieving themselves. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The dancer's dialect is the dancer's language. I share dance terminology and concepts across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. Today's word in the dancer's dialect is Gaillard, which is a form of Renaissance dance and music that was made popular all over Europe in the 16th century. In contrast, there is improvisational dance or freestyle dance, which I've talked about before, and I love those types of environments where you can create, collaborate, and anything can happen. However, I do appreciate things like this where it's a little more structured and there it is not one to be improvised. I found it very interesting that this was a favorite dance of Queen Elizabeth I of England. And although it's a relatively vigorous dance, she was in her 50s doing this as her exercise. And I thought, again, History tells us, too, that it is state of mind, not date of birth. And I say that a lot. I was so excited when I read about that. And so this dance is is vigorous. It's athletic. There are leaps and jumps and uh, there's partnering. And the reason I bring this up and why I thought of this, first of all, I'm not very familiar with this dance. I probably studied it in dance history back in college, but I don't remember. I didn't appreciate it back then. But in studying this and learning about this fact with Queen Elizabeth, which excited me, I thought there is a benefit to balancing complexity, such as the Gaillard, and also simplicity where anything goes. And it's beneficial to dance training, as well as other things that you want to learn and progress in. And now anything goes with Freestyle Flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? Pokemon and Minecraft. Two topics of discussion that, oh my goodness, my son talks about all the time. But it's really funny. He asks me some of the most random questions. And if you're a parent, you probably relate to this. You get these questions from your kids. And so my 11-year-old son and his questions about Pokemon and Minecraft, and a lot of it I don't understand. But hey, it's conversation with uh, between the two of us, and I do appreciate the dialogue. So one of the questions he asked me was, what kind of things would I collect if I could collect anything? Because he collects Pokemon cards. So he was looking for something physical like that. And I said, if I could collect anything, I like to collect experiences. And so he kind of stopped there and he said, oh, okay. And I said, well, I can get collectibles from experiences to commemorate those experiences, but I really want to collect experiences, experiences in dance, in yoga, in art, in visiting places, in different coffee shops and that kind of thing, which I do now. But those things excite me. And so he was thinking about that. And I thought, how different my answer is from years ago when I wanted different things like jewelry. And not that I was ever really a jewelry person, but my association fostered that attaining thing, attaining of things. And so I bought into that, that if I attained XYZ, then that would make me happy. And some of that XYZ I did get, but it didn't make me any happier. 
And so if anything, it made me more depressed because I thought I got to keep up with these people. I got to keep up with the Joneses. You know that term, keep, keeping up with the Joneses. And that that was a very emotionally taxing time because I was never good enough. I, I never had enough. It, what I got... I didn't appreciate and it was never good enough. And so now for me, it's about experiences and people and learning from different people. So that's what I love to collect experiences. So that is what fuels me is collecting experiences. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. Do what you can with what you have where you are by Teddy Roosevelt. I really like that quote when I think about mindset. And I thought it appropriate to talk about the subject as we are in the beginning of a new year. And everybody is setting their goals and their mindset is on focusing on those goals, which I think is really awesome. There are some myths that surround mindset and can stop you in your tracks as you are on your way to achieving these goals that you want. And I want to address them because I've personally gone through these things and had to overcome (laughs) these things. And of course, still working on some of these things. And I hope that it is helpful for you as I share them. And so these are seven myths about mindset. Number one, myth number one, you have to wait for inspiration to strike in order to have a mindset, a growth mindset, a positive mindset, a productivity mindset. And that is definitely a myth. One of the exercises that I'm not really a fan of is running. <laughs> I am not I'm not a fan of running, but I do it. I don't run long distances, but some of my workouts contain sprints up this hill. This hill. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the lovely hill. That's what I call it. I I try to phrase it positively positively. So if I waited to be inspired by running up this hill, I would be waiting forever. And so I don't do these sprints a lot, but they are part of some of my workouts. So I do a couple of these sprints up the hill and every time, no matter what it, and I've been doing this for a little while. I don't like it. I run up going, oh my goodness, I want this to be over. My legs are hurting. I can't breathe. (laughs) But I do it because I know the benefits of it. It's the same with, with creating content for my podcast. As much as I love the content and having the conversations and creating all this, sometimes I it's hard for me. It, I, I'm sitting there going, Oh, gosh, what am and my mind is racing and, and nothing comes. And if I waited for my mind to settle and all those things, then I wouldn't I wouldn't be on episode number 103 right here talking to you if I waited. So myth number one, you don't have to wait for inspiration. And that is a myth that you have to wait for inspiration to strike you don't. Number two, myth number two, is that your personality determines your mindset. How many times have you heard, at least I did when I was growing up, oh, well, you don't have the personality for that, so you can't do that, and people speaking into you or things you've heard, you're you're, you're not that kind of person, so you can't do that. That's not true. Not true at all. (laughs) Your self-talk is what what it's about. Your self-talk to yourself, what you're thinking of yourself, and you can change that. So your personality, it has nothing to do with your personality about your mindset. Your mindset can thrive in whatever type of personality you have. So it's all about your self-talk within yourself that you can do the things that you set your mind to. So myth number two, your personality determines mindset. No, it's not. So myth number two dispelled, your personality does not determine your mindset. Myth number three, you need to have your circumstances control your mindset. 
Oh my goodness, this is a huge one because you have to stop waiting for the perfect condition. Start somewhere. That's why I started off with a quote because yes, you might not have all the things that you want to do XYZ project. I didn't. I still don't have all the things I want for my podcast. There are so many things that I want to get and uh, and environments that I want to be in. I'm in a sound lab right now, which is ideal. It's not the perfect sound lab to record a podcast, but it's better than no sound lab. I have a, a mini quote unquote sound lab. I should probably take a picture of it and show you. You'll see my, my um, I don't really call it, it's not even really a sound lab. It's more like a device, a box. <laughs> and you'd be surprised. It's a cheap box with this foam in it. But I use that when I can't get in here. So I do something. I've talked to people and, and they've asked for my advice for things and I would give it and then they would say, well, I, you know, I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for that. Okay. I understand that you want to put quality in what you do. However, if you don't start somewhere, it's going to get that much harder to start again. And then that enthusiasm can be gone for your project or whatever it is that you want to do. So start somewhere. Let's dispel myth number three, your circumstances don't control your mindset. Number four myth, you need to become like Pollyanna in order to have a great mindset. Oh boy, I could go on about this subject. (laughs) In growing and developing and reading self-development books and adopting a positive mindset, I always thought and was taught that you don't acknowledge negative situations in your life and you ignore them and thinking that if you bury them, they'll go away. That doesn't happen. And and as a matter of fact, they sometimes get worse. And I've had to deal with the repercussions of that. So I am all about positive mental attitude and being the bright spot in someone's day and being the bright spot for yourself. However, there is an acknowledgement and an acceptance of certain feelings that you that can come up through your process of getting your mindset going in the right direction and going towards your goals. And that's okay. It's okay. It doesn't mean you stay there. It doesn't mean that you you wallow in self pity and that kind of thing. So for me, I went from one extreme to another. And then I started beating myself up because I went from (laughs) one extreme to another, and then questioning, why am I feeling like this? I'm not supposed to feel like this. I should know better. Those are self-deprecating too. We have feelings for a reason. We can acknowledge them. We can accept them, but we don't have to wallow in them if they're not so positive. So you don't need to be perfect like Pollyanna. You don't need to be like someone. You just need to be yourself and be the best version of yourself or be on the way to the best version of yourself because we'll never be perfect. But we can always make progress. So let's dispel that myth. We dispelled myth number four, which is mean, which means you don't need to become like Pollyanna. Number five myth, you need external affirmation to accelerate. Not everyone is going to approve of you or understand what you're doing. And you need to be okay with that. That took me a while. That really took me a while to not care what certain people who were important in my life thought. And you cannot please everyone, nor should you want to please everyone. You just can't and you shouldn't want to. It's a lot of, it's a lot to live up to. And secondly, it's, it's not authentic. And so I know that you want to be affirmed. I know you're looking for encouragement. However, learn to encourage yourself first, learn to find the things that excite you and encourage you first, because then you don't need to be looking for that external affirmation to accelerate your progress. So Let's dispel myth number five, which is you don't need external information to accelerate. 
Myth number six on mindset, you have to adopt a popular mindset. If everyone is doing it, it must be good, right? Nope, not always the case. An example that came to mind for me were, uh, was, is the different types of, and I hate this word, diets that are available, whatever diet it is. I don't want to name any, but in my journey of getting my health back and that kind of thing, I've had to, tr- I've tried different things. And even throughout my life, just dealing with um, eating stuff, you know, all that, all that yucky stuff that you deal with in comparison and, and letting yourself go. And at least in my case, and, and if this XYZ diet was popular, then that must be the thing to do, even if it wasn't the best thing for your body, because you wanted to look like so and so or you thought that a certain body part was too big, according to society standards. So if the popular mindset might not be the mindset or the plan for you. So you have to be okay with that. And you have just like number five, you don't need that external affirmation, you need to find what works for you. So let's dispel myth number six, you don't have to adopt a popular mindset, you need to adopt the mindset that is going to propel you forward to achieve your goals. And that is going to work for you. Myth number seven for mindset, myth number seven, for mindset, if you have a setback or a plateau in your quest for your goals, then you've failed. This was hard for me when I had setbacks and plateaus. I thought, wait a minute, I should have this figured out by now. What? Why, why is this happening? If you are on a lifelong journey of growth, setbacks and plateaus are inevitable. They happen. But you know what, that's time to reassess and to get results and to see where you need to adjust. And so now when this happens, and it, it has happened for me, I'm, I'm currently going through some of it right now, I'm reevaluating and re- readjusting. And it's exciting because then I know at least I'm moving forward. Yes, it's a setback or plateau, but that doesn't mean that I've failed. I just have to readjust so I can get different results. And so that myth is dispelled because if you have a setback or plateau, that, that doesn't mean that you have a, a horrible mindset and that you're not going anywhere. It's just part of the process. The seven myths about mindset, again, are myth number one, that you have to wait for inspiration to strike. Myth number two, that your personality determines your mindset. Myth number three, your circumstances control your mindset. Myth number four, you need to become like Pollyanna to control your mindset. Myth number five, you need external affirmation to accelerate your mindset. Myth number six, that you need to adopt a popular mindset to progress. And myth number seven, if you have a setback or plateau, then your mindset has failed. And again, those are all myths. What myth can you dispel about mindset? I would love to get your feedback and you can go to AnnetteBone.com forward slash 103 where you can also find the show notes to the session. And if you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, I would love it if you could go to iTunes, Stitcher Radio or Google Play and rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. And that way I can continue improving it and also give you a shout out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I really look forward to spending time with you again. Thank you for listening. 
This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.